0: Anybody?
1: Who's this? Where are you calling from?
0: I'm calling from my basement. I'm here on the west side of town.
1: How is it where you are?
0: Well, obviously I still get internet, but the undead are trying to get into the house. Aliens are obliterating everything in sight. It's, you know, it's all out Ragnarok outside. How are you doing for supplies?
1: Well, I got my flashlights, batteries, duct tape, bottled water. Oh, and best of all, I was able to download the Audible app to keep me occupied. Audible? It's home of the largest selection of digital audiobooks anywhere. Thousands and thousands of titles, and you can download the free app to any smartphone or tablet.
0: Really? Hang on. Let me download the app.
1: Yeah. And once you sign up for membership, you get a credit a month for a title and two free Audible originals. Like, I'm a big horror fan, so I used my credits to listen to Joe Hill's new collection of horror stories, Full Throttle. Flawlessly narrated by names like Will Wheaton, Kate Mulgrew, and Zachary Quinto. Mr. Spock? Oh, man, this is great. And I keep my credits for up to a year. Fiction, -fiction, nonfiction, self-help and wellness, guided meditation, full-cast scripted dramas and comedies with hundreds of thousands of titles available. There's something for everyone. Oh, no.
0: No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Are they getting Uh, in? Worse.
1: I'm out of chips
2: oh that's horrible pocket universe productions is proud to have audible as our sponsor for this episode of the vault of horror visit them at audible.com forward slash vault or text vault to 500-500 to get a free 30-day trial membership and a free audiobook Again, that's audible.com forward slash vault or text VAULT to 500-500 for your free trial membership and your free audiobook.
3: What? You've returned for more. How delightful to know that you like what you're hearing. Truly, it does so much good for your little old vault keeper's art. Collection. (laughs) Oh goodness, I'm getting a little lump in my bony throat. (laughs) And this story is going to put a little chill down the back of your crooked spine. Listen. If you dare, it's time for The Werewolf Legend! name is Walter Mallory, Walter Mallory of the Dartmoor Mallory's from Devon, England. A rather handsome man he is, but it's a full moon tonight, and he is most definitely not handsome, nor a man. Are you, Walter?
4: I am a man. I am an English man. And I have lived for years where my family has resided for over five generations born and bred to be a gentleman. I always thought myself sane and... and normal. Sane. What's sanity? Normal. (laughs) What's normal? I don't know anymore. Not now, anyway. Not when these... these horrible changes come over my body. Not when the very blood that courses through my veins hungers to kill. Not when, in the light of the full moon, The fury that is deep within overwhelms me. Yes. He knows I'm out here. He knows he won't get away. I have the moon on my side. I have boiling blood. Ah, I'm so hungry. I'm not a man. Not anymore. I am... a beast. There's a fear in stranger's heart that drives his legs. Fear that makes me joyous and exultant. The chemicals, his endorphins, his adrenaline running through his veins will be mine. He is trapped. He falls. I feel the rumble before I realize. I let out a guttural growl I would never have thought myself capable of. That night, by the light of the moon, <laughs> My mind is blank after, after the kill. I find myself in bed, dimly recalling, tossing, turning, moaning in my sleep. God, what an awful nightmare. And yet, in the bathroom mirror, I stare into a snout, a hairy, ugly snout. No, it wasn't a dream. Blood on the windowsill a shredded jacket on the veranda and on my sheets, blood. Mercifully, I fainted. When I awaken, I find my room has been cleaned up, at least organized and wiped of the blood. I am me again, but for how long? Pops? Of course, sir. Uh, one moment. <coughs> Come in. What day is it, Pops? I'm sorry, sir. No, never mind. What is it, Pops? Uh, your cousin Gregory is here.
5: And he has been waiting all morning for you to join him for breakfast.
4: Yes, y- uh, yes, yes. Thank you. Let him know I'll be down directly. Very good, sir.
6: Ah, good morning, Walter.
4: Good morning, Gregory.
6: Have a seat. God, you don't seem to have slept terribly well. I didn't sleep at all. I was plagued with nightmares. Walter, I've told you before, the mind has a mind of its own. You just need to learn to control it. I've never... It was so real. Mm. Well, I see this sort of thing in the office all the time. A patient comes in, and they've worked themselves into a far bigger tizzy than the initial problem.
4: I'll be fine. Here,
6: have some tea. Thank you.
4: I'm quite thirsty,
6: actually.
3: <coughs> Just
6: take it easy today. Pobbs has everything under control, don't you, Pobbs?
3: Indeed,
1: sir. The morning table.
6: <sighs> yes, thank you, Pobs. And don't worry yourself with the news you can't do anything about. What's a horror? Like now, for example.
4: Gregory, the police found a man's body on the Old Moor Road, torn to shreds. The work of a beast of some kind.
6: Well, you definitely can't do anything about that. <laughs> Sounds like a case for the Sherlock Holmes. Gregory! What? Apologies, cousin. Just a little joke. The hound of the Baskervilles. No, whatever, it's
4: you know. not that. The man who died, it's... It's what? Well,
6: let's have a look. Oh, yes. I remember him. Tommy Favisham? Unsavory sort of character, he was.
4: Uh, He most certainly was. Did I kill him? Was I the beast? Uh, Apologies, sir. It's not right to speak ill of the dead.
6: Oh, please, Pubs. No apologies necessary. He was a 'er ne'er-do-well who... Walter? What? All right, Walter. I don't like the way you look. I'm going to send over a prescription this afternoon, something to help you sleep. Pobbs, can you go to the chemist and retrieve it? Absolutely, sir. Good. I don't want him going out. Doctor's orders. Doctor's orders. You will stay in and take it easy. Feed up by the fire and all that. Perhaps some reading in the library. I found some absolutely fascinating family documents you might like. You being the genealogist and all. <laughs> what would I do without you, old man? <laughs> well, you and I are all that's left, my friend. We need to take care of ourselves. Although I will say the Mallorys have had quite the
4: run. Let's hope it's not ending.
6: Uh, all right. Off to the office. Hmm. Will I see you for dinner? Of course, of course. Thank you,
4: Pobs. Walter? Certainly,
6: hmm. sir, sir.
5: Anything to eat then, sir?
4: Just tea for now. Very good, sir. I was so relieved, the night after the next full moon. I hadn't become a werewolf. I started to think I was normal again, for lack of a better word, and I fell into a pattern. Breakfast with Gregory, lunch in the library, hours in the library, days in the library, dinner with Gregory. Some nights we'd go out, most nights he'd go out, while I would stay in the library, researching the family genealogy. It was after the first week of my return to normalcy that I finally made my way down the stack to the series of ancient family manuscripts that Gregory thought were absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating, he thought. My blood actually chilled as I read, unable to tear my eyes from the old vellum. A family legend about real werewolves. The first Mallory werewolf was Edmund. He had gone on a crusade And when he returned, he was different. Something had changed deep within him. At the full of the moon, a strange transition came over him. His features coarsened, hair sprouted all over him. Edmund made no attempt to hide what he was. Edmund went forth from the castle by the light of the full moon, full of hate and the lust to kill. All of the locals knew to stay in and and he was forced to subdue his urges with domesticated animals. The sounds of this assault carried through the village and brought shivers down the spines of all who heard. The next Mallory to possess the lycanthropic germ in his blood was Dennis, Baron of Moonscreef. It is said of him that he ran with a pack of wild wolves, and was himself the thirstiest of all. Down through the years, the taint descended. The last known Mallory Wolf was Arthur. In 1827, he was cornered and shot by an angry mob. The silver bullets provided by his own mother. was not the last. The hereditary trait has come down to me. I am cursed with the genetic taint.
7: Uh, Did you call?
4: Uh. Are you all right? Yes, just not feeling well. Please give Gregory my apologies, but I wish to dine in my room tonight. Of course, sir.
5: Please. I'll straighten up
4: here. <laughs> hmm. Hollow eyed and bleary, I stumble into bed. All I want to do is sleep uninterrupted. But sleep is not to stay. I. I awake. I feel hairs growing on my cheeks. I feel my teeth lengthening, becoming fangs. I cannot explain it. I want to run. Yes! Outside, on the moors, under the night sky, under the full moon, I jump. feel the breeze as I move effortlessly, over surfaces I become one with. Then I smell... flesh. My tongue swells, and my jaw drips saliva. <sighs> She's not far away. I'll be able to catch her easily. But I had not reckoned on the horse. The animal scents me. It shies in fright and tries to save its rider or itself. It must know both is not possible.
8: Ah. Easy, boy, easy. Whew. What made you all jitter all of a sudden? Do you hear something?
4: A scream gurgles in her throat and trails off. And I do my work. once again, I awaken with blood smeared across my face. Once again, the gravity of what I've become nearly causes me to faint. I've become a monster. To protect innocent people, someone must kill me. Excuse me. Excuse me. But I need to talk to somebody. Uh, Don't we all, sir? Officer, was there a woman murdered on the moors near Devon last night? Why are you asking? Please, was there someone... Yeah, matter of fact, there was. Why, what do you know about it? Officer, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but there's a long-standing legend that the... ...that the Mallory Mansion is a... ...a... Sir? ...a lair for a werewolf. I have reason to believe that it was this creature that killed this woman and the man who was killed last month. You're absolutely right. I am? Yes, that is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. Doors that way. I'm completely serious. Yeah, so am
0: I. You can see the door right behind you.
4: Where? Who's the officer in charge? Please. Yeah, bloody hell. Stories to bring in the tourists. Oi, oh, corn. Got a live one for you.
0: Yes, sir. Can I help you, Mr... Uh... Mallory.
4: Walter Mallory. Inspector
0: Max Corn, Scotland Yard. It's in regards to the Wells killing.
4: I believe a werewolf killed those people. <laughs> <laughs> a werewolf. Inspector, there are manuscripts and documents that have been in the Mallory family for generations. My cousin Gregory is sort of the family historian. Uh, whoa, whoa, Dr.
0: Gregory Mallory? You know him, then? Yeah,
6: psychiatrist he is. Giving us insight into the criminal mind, he
4: has. <sighs> Poppycock, you ask me? But after a brief explanation... <laughs> so,
0: next full moon. Mm. suppose I have your place of residence surrounded in case the werewolf appears.
4: Splendid, sir. Exactly as I hoped. And when you see the... the beast, shoot to kill. It's been the longest thirty days of my life. I receded more and more into myself, but thankfully, Gregory stepped up to help. Finally, the day came and then the night. The inspector claimed his men would be ready, so I go to bed with a clear conscience. If I roam across the moonlit moors, the police would see me and shoot. As the moonlight grew stronger and stronger, I feel my strength growing. Hair covers my skin. My teeth become fangs. Once again, I'm roaming in the forest. Once again, a man flees before me. Why have the police not killed me? Rather, I only think to celebrate my catch, which I set about devouring with joy. No. 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 I have done it again. And the police have failed. They failed. Why didn't they shoot me as I was leaving? Didn't they see I was a monster? Ugh. Ugh. Ugh.
5: Must sir, please. what's the matter? Just
4: leave me be, Pobs! The police, sir! Inspector Corners just arrived! I must do what I must do. I must shoot myself. It's only right! Walter! Walter what you? Doing? Sir, please, what is this about? Stay away, both of you! Walter, take a breath and give me the gun. I, I must kill a werewolf!
7: Inspector! Her right here! In
4: here, right here! Get away from me!
7: I must end it!
6: Whatever it is, Whatever you've done will get you help. Mr. Mallory, stay away, Inspector. He's here to help. We're all here to help. Please. Some of us are. What, what do you mean? For me? Finally! Thank
0: heavens! I don't know what any of this is about. Well, he just put down the gun.
7: Mr. Yes. Mallory,
0: if you are what you think you are, then that gun and those bullets will be of no use. Oh, they've got to be silver bullets to kill a werewolf. Put what? down the gun. Listen to him. Listen to me. Give it here. Step away from him, Doctor. I need silver, bullets! I must kill the beast within me! You've never hurt anyone, Walter. It was your cousin, Gregory. Dr. Mallory, get back! Give me that gun right now.
7: Gregory, what are you doing? Doctor, you stay where you are! Gregory, stop!
0: We've got officer posted outside, combing the grounds. He won't get far.
4: What is going on here? I was... A
0: werewolf? uh, uh, (laughs) Complete balderdash. I don't understand. Psychological manipulation from your cousin Gregory, sir. I see. What? Oh, yes. Gregory Mallory. Psychiatrist, hypnotist, drinker, gambler, philanderer. Mr. Mallory, your cousin owed money to Faversham. Faversham? But the woman... Isabella Wells, Faversham's mistress. They were blackmailing him. What better way to wrap up his loose ends than to have you blame for their murders? He'd been working on your subconscious mind for months in order to make you believe you committed those atrocities as a werewolf. But I committed those- You only think you did. You were hypnotized. He created dreams that were real to you.
4: So the family legend? (laughs) As
0: the sergeant is fond of saying, poppycock forgeries. Manuscripts prepared to fool you by an expert. Whom, by the way, we have under arrest. Gregory wanted you to kill yourself. He'd be the next of kin and the fortune you'd stand to inherit would be all his. But And if you didn't kill yourself, he would have had you committed for insanity. Devious
4: bastard. How? Were you investigating him?
0: Actually, no. I was here to investigate Favisham for numerous activities connected with the Birmingham boys. Instead, I find a villain right out of a Sexton Blake story.
4: I don't believe it.
0: Your story at the station was... Well, but as the investigation continued, I found evidence linking your cousin to Faversham. When we observed him leaving the house last night, and your wandering the grounds, well, he made our case for us. That and his secretary sang like a Paris showgirl.
4: I don't think I'll ever be able to walk the moors again.
0: <laughs> At least you still have that choice to make. Inspector, we, we've lost him. Blast it. Oh. Please right. excuse me. Don't you worry, sir. We'll find him. <laughs>
4: And just like that, I am free from my so-called curse. I still find it hard to believe. My only flesh and blood. I hope they catch him and crucify him.
3: Police lose Gregory on the moors. Walter worries about it every day for weeks. And then one night, Gregory's body is found by the well of an old abandoned house. The very house that Pobbs was born in. All torn to shreds. (laughs) What do you have to say to that, Pobbs? Surprise! (laughs) So there you have it. And you can have no more. Walter Mallory wasn't a werewolf. He was just another man who fell prey to myth and legend. Too bad, really. He's a far more interesting dinner guest. When he eats with his hands. <laughs> Pobs, however. Anyone out there still think werewolves are poppycock? <laughs> Tune in next time when somebody in the vault says.
7: Oh, I've killed you before, I'll kill you again.
3: You'll hear from me again next time as well. If not in your nightmares tonight.
4: Fill your ears with the sounds of terror campfire radio theater the infected are mindless soulless creatures they know only hunger for the flesh of those that remain
8: there won't be anything left of you to discover Jay, nothing more than a pile of bones in an unmarked grave under a patch of ground that no
7: one visits anymore he can have me instead, to take me to just take me
1: you can tell him yourself he's right behind you
4: Tune in to Campfire Radio Theater, an audio-drama horror experience, wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: If you'd like to help us spread the word, please leave a review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every major listening app. Sign up and support EC Comics Presents The Vault of Horror at Glow FM to hear the show ad-free and receive exclusive content at season's end. The entire first season of EC Comics Presents The Vault of Horror is also available as an audiobook, available through Audible, Amazon, Apple Books, and Google. Portrait in Wax was adapted by Lance Roger Axt from the story by Johnny Craig, and featured the voices of Lance Roger Axt, Mariah Bergeron, Peter Burkrot, Rob Cameron, Stephen J. Cohen, and Hannah Daly. The Werewolf Legend was adapted by Butch D'Ambrosio from the story by Gardner Fox, Harry Harrison, and Wally Wood, and featured the voices of Joseph Bearer, William Dufries, Emily Groats, Philip Hobby, Paul Hodgson, and Charlie Marenki, and starring Kevin Greaves, as The Vault Keeper. Recorded at Mind's Eye Productions, Maine, and Invisible Studios, Los Angeles. Sound design by David Chen and Carlos Rodriguez Sound, and O'Shea Creative Media. Original music by Frankie Schulmeyer. Special thanks to Claire Kramer, David Uslin, Michael Uslin, Liz Galati, and Robert Southgate. EC Comics presents The Vault of Horror as a Pocket Universe podcast, directed by William Dufresne. Production copyright 2019 by William M. Gaines, Agent Incorporated. All rights reserved. We're Pocket Plot on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. www.pocketuniverseproductions.com and www.eccomics.com this is a Pocket Universe podcast in association with William M Gaines Agent Incorporated. EC Comics presents The Vault of Horror. <laughs>
3: Shut that door! You want to let the cold out? (laughs) Ah, much better. (laughs) Welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to the Vault of Horror. I'm so glad for the company. So few dare to make their way down here. They just don't have the guts. <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. I am your humble vault keeper, here to regale you with spine tingling stories of horrible unpleasantries by horrible people from my private collection. So let's get this first story startled, shall we? <laughs> the place is Paris. The time is 1933, and in a delightfully squalid dwelling on the left bank, two artists are working to make ends meet with, rather, scarce resources. <laughs> Robert is an artistic genius, producing masterpiece after masterpiece, with no desire for fame or fortune.
9: Another finished etching, Ali. I think this one is even better than the last.
3: Unlike his roommate, Henri, a talentless hag whose jealousy runs rampant.
5: Idiotic fool. He could be wealthy beyond his dreams. But if he's not going to take advantage of his talent... ...perhaps.
6: <laughs>
3: but this story really begins at a meeting with a wealthy art buyer. A story that I'd like to call Portrait. In wax,
5: <laughs> so, Madame Moray, do you? That- like- sh- sh- oh,
8: mm. Ah, yes. Yes. Oh, 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 wait, oui, wait. Oui. yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Your etching is amazing, absolutely amazing.
5: Amazing? Mm. Did you say? I a- did,
8: and believe me when I say that that is not a word I bandy about often, if ever. The first time I used it to describe an artist's work was over 25 years ago when my late husband introduced me to a young man visiting from Barcelona who went by the name of Pablo Picasso.
5: Picasso! Mm. I, 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 I don't know what to well, say. Well, you I'm could sp-
8: say thank you.
5: Of course. I'm, I'm sorry.
8: Monsieur thank you. Julian, I must have it. I will pay any price you ask. But I must have this etching. And I will not take no for an answer.
5: Then you will not hear no from me. M- mind you... Uh... Others?
8: Others? How many others?
5: Quite a few, actually. Why are you interested?
8: In as many as you will sell me. (laughs) (laughs) This is better than I expected. Well, is it a yes or a no? Madam,
5: it is a yes. (laughs) 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 Ah! (laughs) A yes.
3: Over the course of the next three weeks, Henri sells seven more of Robert's works, claiming them as his own. His pockets jingling merrily. That is until. This is amazing.
5: Twenty.
9: You, you can
5: Robert.
9: How could you do this to me? What on earth are you doing on about? Who's being a kind? You are. Unless you prefer thief, cheat, scoundrel, bastard!
5: But I I I don't know what you're- You talking. sold my works!
9: You sold my works to Madame Marais! How? How did you find out? Would you like to know where I was tonight? I was invited to a private showing of her art collection. Picasso, Degas, Hans Bowles, only Julien, Robert.
5: Ah. I can explain.
9: Imagine I... my surprise, no, my shock upon seeing one of my etchings alongside a Louis Vivien. Only my etchings, but with your signature. Robert, please, please listen to me. I, I did not mean to do it for you. I was. I, you I, should I, be on I... your knees thanking me for not saying anything. But I could have, and I still might if you don't get me my etchings back.
5: Robert, I, I, I can't get them back. Look, I'll give you all the money I made off the old fool. But for God's sake, don't say anything, or my reputation will be ruined. Ruined!
9: (laughs) Reputation. Oh yes, your reputation. As a little waster who is good at nothing.
5: And and you, you are nothing but a a horse's ass. What? You heard me. Do you have any idea how much that woman has paid out for those etchings? Do you have any idea how much your talent is worth? Oh, but no, 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 you you squander it every day, day after day, waiting tables, when you should be-I
9: told you before! I don't want money. I don't care about money. I'm content with who I am, unlike you. Wait, where are you going? If you won't get me my etchings back, I'm going to the police. Hubert! Come back here! I wonder how Madame Aré will react when she finds out that you've been defrauding her all this time!
6: No,
5: no, no! I won't. I won't let you ruin me. Put that down, you fool! No. That's you deserve- acid! Yes.
4: You deserve it.
5: Do you know how long you have been deserving this rubber?
4: Come ah! 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 ah!
8: back! Ah! Robert? Robert!
5: Oh, oh God! Faint it. Uh, I'll have to kill him now. Uh, how, though?
3: He drags Robert to a back room, and a vat filled with acid he used for his etchings. Plenty big enough for a body, isn't it Henri?
7: No, I must
5: ever find his body. No, I must ever find his body.
4: Ever.
3: Thus, Henri moves to London, where his fame and wealth grows with every sale of... <laughs> his artwork. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yes. oh great, you should one. really talk to Noel Coward
8: on your way out. He's no. very cross with you for skipping out no. in his opening last week without so much as a goodbye. Uh, well, uh, Let's stuff. have a light, Farah. <laughs> <laughs> Hells oh. Bells knows the one who abandoned that after party in the West End, far as what? I'm concerned, what goes around
5: comes around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, champagne. Uh, champagne. More uh, champagne, oh, garçon. Oh, uh, Sophie's not quite plastered yet. No. <laughs> yes. oh, uh,
2: yes. uh, mm. Thank you,
5: Yes, sir. For champagne. Merci, monsieur. Thank you.
2: Thank you, darling.
5: <laughs> <laughs> seriously.
7: <laughs> seriously. Oh, yes, yes, a toast. Uh, <laughs> no. mm. To James Charingwood. Mm. He did his best. Now? Time to rest. (laughs) Goodbye, you (laughs)
5: bastard.
7: Listen, Obie, speaking of the West End, do you remember that theatrical producer I introduced you to last week? Yes, Mm. what about him? Well, I ran into him at a little soiree my wife was throwing this afternoon, and wouldn't you know it, he wants to buy one of your etchings. Ah,
5: Sebastian, Uh, I've told you again and again. Serious offers only. Oh.
2: <laughs> Genius
7: like man doesn't come cheap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> man, man. <laughs> sky's the limit, he told me. In fact, I think oh, I can squeeze well. him for about um, 15,000 pounds. <gasps> oh. Oh. That's more than James has oh. ever paid.
5: <laughs> well, uh, oh, um, it's just one uh, what? thing. What's the matter? It's a... Uh, Only have three of my etchings left.
8: Mm. (laughs) So do some more. Might as well. I mean, you haven't done any since you moved here. (laughs) Yes.
7: Why haven't you been working? Been meaning to ask you that myself.
5: Mm. Uh, Only because I've been uh,
7: developing something new.
9: Ooh, something new. (laughs) Delightful.
7: When will we see it? And as your representative when can i make some money off it uh-huh.
5: <laughs> uh, when i'm ready
7: damn it henry stop being so bloody obstinate don't you i re- said when i'm ready fine fine when you're ready champagne champagne, no, yeah, champagne, no, right. no,
8: more, yeah. champagne. more, champagne yes. <laughs> oh. Oh.
5: Oh, these renderings are horrible. Oh, I lose everything. Oh, oh. Come down. Calm down. There must be something. I ca- Hello? Hey, this is he. What do you? A statue of Lord Charingwood? Yes. Yes, I would like to see it. Where, pray tell is your studio, Monsieur?
9: Oh. Ah, Monsieur Julien. Welcome. Such a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I've long been an admirer of your work,
5: Jules Vendette. A pleasure of mine, Monsieur Vendette. You have very good taste in artists. I can't say that I have heard of you, however. Ah, consider me a late bloomer. (laughs) Sculptures,
9: primarily. Though over the course of the last several years, I have been experimenting with a new form of wax compound. Lord Charingwood was the first statue made with the wax, and I must say he came out better than expected. (laughs) Something amuses you. (laughs)
5: Wax statues, Uh, that's still uh,
9: fashionable. yes. Yes, you may scoff, but you have not seen what
5: I can do. Well, I'm here. Let us see what you have done with my friend James.
9: Follow me. How long have you been here? Long enough. This has been my home for some time. I never leave it. Never? I have what Freud and Westphal both call agoraphobia. I don't have much use for clowns. Right. Behold! Oh.
5: I, I don't believe it. This statue looks real. <laughs> mm. I have never seen anything like this. Such a lifelike quality. One would think this was actual flesh and blood. Okay. And this is only your first attempt. It's... It's amazing! Amazing? You honor me, monsieur. Oh, believe me when I say that, that is not a word I use often. If ever! This... This border's some genius. <laughs> <laughs> now you laugh. Forgive me, it's just...
9: I'm not interested in, uh, How should I put it? Notoriety genius he is flattering but i feel the more one calls himself a genius the less one is no i was simply hoping for an opinion and i have it unless of course you are also interested in purchasing it oh, this is not something that should be left in my home
5: or in a warehouse it should be in a
9: museum a museum again you honor me mind you I have
5: others, if you. Others? How many others? Quite a few, actually. People would pay a great deal to see Wax figures this realistic. And he never leaves this place. It's too good to be true. Monsieur? Uh, Jules? May I call you, Jules? Well, I. Jules, I have a proposition for you. My representative has access to a museum near Chelsea. It would be a perfect place to display your work. We'll work out all of the details for you, Overseas sales, and you won't have to do anything beyond providing the statues. Are you interested? That's... That's quite a proposition. Well? I'm just not sure. Jules, I will not take no for an answer. I mean, In this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity I am offering you. Well, it certainly is. Jules, please, is it a yes or a no? Let me think about it.
9: All right, I thought about it.
3: Yes.
5: Yes? Did I hear a yes?
9: You most
5: certainly did. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, and I assure you, you will be paid most handsomely. Ah,
9: like the fame, the fortune doesn't interest me. I need only enough to keep the lights (laughs) on. However, if we are going to do this, there are some uh, stipulations.
5: Stipulations?
9: Oui. First, come this way. I deal only with you and not your representative. Second, I must be left alone to do my work without
5: any interruptions. Oui. I work best when I am alone. Most acceptable. So, if there's no other stipulation. There's
9: one last stipulation, and this is the most important. My statues can only be of famous personalities in London society who have recently passed away, like Lord Charingwood. Famous people who have just died? Why? A macabre idea? I know. But I like to think I am giving them a new lease on life, including the late lamented husband and wife opera singers, George and Marguerite Tempest. George and Marguerite Tempest? And you think the Cherrywood statue is good? Can you live with these terms? I can. We have a deal. Good! Come by Friday, with the papers, say, three in the afternoon. The statues will be yours upon my
5: signature. Oh, you will not regret this, Jules. I'm sure I won't.
7: You've been holding out on me. When you told me about your statues, I admit, I was a bit skeptical. But I mean first your etchings and now wax statues. But it's simply incredible how lifelike they are.
5: Well, Sebastian, consider this a reminder. True genius cannot be confined. And soon all of England will know. All but one person, anyway. (laughs)
3: The fame of Henri's wax statue spreads through the city like wildfire. Whenever a famous personality dies, his or her wax replica appears in the museum a week later.
5: Uh, mademoiselle, how may I be of assistance?
8: My uncle, George Birch, oh. died last evening. Oh. I, uh, Mr. Julian, I would pay a great deal if you could.
5: Uh, Assure you that his statue will be in a museum? Yes. <laughs> I think that can be arranged. Uh, Sebastian, will you come
7: help the lady? Of course, Lady Hermione, if you wish to step into my office for a moment.
5: Uh, Yes, thank you.
7: She makes it eleven now. Eleven and counting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
5: yes, I am counting.
9: (laughs) Monsieur Julien, Mm. I am curious. Much for the statues of George and Marguerite Tempest. I
5: understand, <laughs> <they>. <laughs> You are far too late, Monsieur, and from the looks of you, far too poor. No, they sold last week for over thirty thousand pounds. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have far more pressing matters to attend. As promised, 300 pounds in cash from your most recent sale. (laughs) More than enough to keep the lights on, wouldn't you say? Uh, Goodness, almost as much as the last
9: sale. I almost feel guilty in taking it. Oh, well, (laughs) if you don't
5: want it.
3: Almost guilty. (laughs) Yes,
5: yes. (laughs) Almost. Well... Yes. Thomas town is he ready yet? He's waiting for you here, in the other room. Cards in here as well. Excellent. Excellent. There you are, dear sir. Looking better than ever, I see. Uh, I How oh, much I can. Get... Oh. 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 oh! 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 Blast! Oh. Jules! You're going to have to redo one of the hands. Damn thing fell to the. A human hand? Oh. Yeah. It's his corpse. His corpse is covered in wax. Jules!
9: Is there a problem, Henri? The problem?
5: That's Thomas Town's corpse! Covered in the coating of your
7: special wax!
5: they all like that, aren't they? That's why you only wanted personalities who had just died! So you could seal them in wax! You find this funny, <laughs> that I am partnered with a, a grave robber?
9: <laughs> oh, fear not. The wax will hold them in, but only oh. for so long. I suspect it will be the smell that will alert the respective owners of what they've really purchased. You
5: cheat! <laughs> you thief! You,
9: you freak <laughs> I am the thief! Oh, that's rich, coming from you. What? What are you talking about? (laughs) I'll be ruined, you fiend. Absolutely ruined. (laughs) Yes, you'll be ruined. Not I. As far as all of London knows, those are your statues for which you've made thousands upon thousands of pounds. What are you talking about? And what do you mean thousands upon thousands? I have told you, I am making as much as you. So, when you told me about George and Marguerite Tempest selling last week for over 30,000 pounds, you were lying again? That... that was you? The wax is malleable. I have made several masks with it. Oh yes, I know all about your successes with my statues. But don't worry, that's perfectly fine. It... it is. What are you you ass! I wanted you to take advantage of me. I planned all of this to ruin you. Yes, you who have been profiting upon the success of others. You who are so desperate for prominence that you are willing to kill those with more talent than you. And you have the gall to call me thief. Kill? Kill who? Perhaps you wonder where my fear of crowds comes from. Think about it. Oh.
5: Who oh, would want what? to be near a
9: face like this? Dear God, oh. Don't you recognize me? Keep, keep away from me! Oh, whoever you are! Not pretty to oh. look at, am I? Only oh, acid destroys a man's face so completely. It's a good thing you put me in that vat of cold water. I'd be dead by now. That's right. Water, not acid! Oh, <laughs> oh Henri.
0: Oh, no! Please, no!
9: Fear not! My greatest masterpiece is still to come!
5: Keep away! Keep away from me! Keep away from me!
3: They find Henri's body the next day, dead from a heart attack, the papers say. And yet, the following week in the Burke-Davies Museum... I don't
5: believe it. It's... it's unbelievable. What's the...
7: A statue of Henri? How did it get here? No one knows. I don't understand. Henri's gone. Then, how could he...
5: Oh,
9: if you only knew.
3: And so, a word of warning should you ever decide to visit a wax museum. Don't look at the proprietor too hard. It might be Robert, and he might lose face.